You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 621, recorded on May 3rd, 2017, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, it's OutMotoring.com. It's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the month of May. Uh, joining us this week, as uh, always, my good friend Todd Pearson has returned from his travels to Las Vegas. He's with us. Todd, say hi. I am here. I am back. I've returned. I have uh, returned with a comma. <laughs> yes, he has returned with a comma. And if you're a patron, you know exactly what he's talking about. Alex is joining us as well from the wrong coast. Alex, say hi. Hi, I am uh, back from KC, Kansas City, where, where I spend uh, some time at uh, Casa del Todd. Yes. And, uh, in Boston uh, for a couple of days. Uh, we will be uh, joined by Mr. Dallas here shortly. He's finishing up a bike ride. And uh, Mr. Bridger, all we're getting from him is the solid line smiley in Slack, which means he won't be making it tonight. <laughs> Sorry. Sad. It's, it's funny, and the other thing, since Alex was here... I'm really sad, because uh, be, if I can just really quick talk, I just want to say why I'm sad that Gabe's not coming, because uh, last, uh, the last show, just the, the Chad show with Alex and Chad and I, we were talking a little bit, like how much, you know, what mini would you buy if someone gave you eight grand and you had to buy a mini with it? And I wanted to throw that question at you and Brian and Gabe, and I thought it would have been awesome to get answers from you guys, but we'll wait till you get back to ask that question. Yeah, we'll have to get back. I think you would say a third of a clubman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Todd, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even that. It would have to be like a... Yeah. Anyway. No. <laughs> Alex Alex was in town this past weekend, and, and although we had rain the entire time he was here, rain and cold, he did get to drive both of our cars. Nice. The, the Roadster and my JCW. Nice. And so I want to get Alex's take on that officially on the show. Yes, I would like to do that as well. Not now. Not now. Hold that thought. We're not going to do that now because we have other things we're going to talk about as well. We actually have a lot of stuff we want to talk about. We're going to see how much we get to at that. For sure, I want to get to you, though, Alex, so make sure you put a pin in it. And I do have one question that we can do now. Did you take Alex to gas station barbecue? Uh, no, because Alex doesn't eat meat. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But we went to uh, to really good uh, to a really good. Uh, I think it was an American restaurant, the first one, and a really good, a really good Japanese Japanese restaurant. Which yeah. is, I know there's like, a, there's a ton of great sweet. restaurants in Kansas yeah. City, even for you weirdos that don't eat meat. Alex, I mean, so we went to sushi, and he's like, "This is really good, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's really good." Like for the you're literally in the middle of the U.S., right? And yes. so I mean, there is no. There is no like seashore you're, you're around. Equidistant <laughs> from every salted body of water. Exactly, yeah. But it was really good. People were very nice. Uh, I love going to Linux every time I go, so uh, I'll come back for sure. Yeah, we had a good time. Excellent. Very, very cool. Good times. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk, uh, sadly, we have to talk about sales tonight. Uh, we are going to talk about promotions and personnel changes at Mini USA uh, in the news. And uh, there's a couple other things. We're just going to actually see what we have time for. Uh, but it's going to be a great show. Hope you guys stick around. Hope you guys listen. We're going to get started with all that here right about now before we do. Let's take a minute and let's tell you guys about some of our fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. You know, our friends over at uh, outmotoring.com, blah, 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 outmotoring.com. You know who they are. You guys get the emails already, blah, 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 outmotoring.com. Here's the one that you guys don't really remember all the time about my outmotoring.com. So outmotoring.com also owns this really cool 
uh, store called Mini Do More. That's M N I D U M O R E dot com. You guys know what Mini Do More does. You've heard me talk about them before. Don't everybody talk at once? Yeah, that's right. Trailers. Trailer hitches and things like that for your mini. No, no kidding. Top-notch stuff. Like super custom, super awesome. Makes it possible to tow with your mini. In fact, I'm going to be getting a review unit here very, very soon of the receiver hitch and the bike mount that goes into the receiver hitch as soon as I can make sure that it works on the Roadster and with park distance control. Um, so I can tell you guys about it. What I want you guys to do is I just want you to go over there. It's M-N-I-D-O-M-O-R-E.com. So many without the first I because, you know, North American Motoring and no more Bridger.us slash mini. Um, I want you to go over there. I want you to check it out, especially if you need a way to haul things with your mini. Not only is there, like, the, the actual receiver hitch option for all the minis, Gen 1, Gen 2, and Gen 3, all the way through, there's an option, plus all different things that you can plug into that receiver hitch, like I mentioned before, a bike rack, or maybe just a ball hitch, so you can pull maybe a motorcycle or two, or like a small teardrop trailer, or whatever else, so you've got a little Home Depot trailer that you use for just for like moving things around, who knows, you can get all that over there, minidomore.com, those are brought to you by our friends over at outmotoring.com, so just a quick reminder, outmotoring.com, you go over there, because it's all your cool mini stuff, right, the parts house, that you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go to the dealer's desk. You just call up outmotoring.com. You sign up for the email newsletter. You get 5% off. Free shipping on most orders over $195. All the parts that you want, all the stuff. Ambit's coming up. You guys are already at the Dragon getting Chad, I would imagine, really drunk. I saw his birthday cake. Holy cow. Did you guys see his birthday cake? I did. That was... Uh that was niptacularly awesome. <laughs> yes, I would have to agree. I'm sure it made Alex blush. Um, but anyway... Um, <laughs> And I'm, and I'm certainly hope that you're visiting our, our friend Aaron at the Dragon as well. And you told him, hey, you are awesome because you support White Roof Radio because we think that's rad. Anyway, I want you to go over there. There's still a couple more events you guys are going to look sharp for. You need stuff for your Mini 4. we got Anviv coming up. we got Minis in the Mountains still coming. Uh, uh, Minis on the Mac still coming up. And there's another one that I forgot the name of. Anyway. All these events are still coming. you got to have stuff for your mini to make it cool. You need mirror caps. You need shoes, hats, shirts, watches. You need wax. You need car wash. You need that replacement piece of plastic that got torn off last time you put your car through the car wash tunnel. All that stuff for you over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Not only that, finally, last thing, the trailers at Mini Do More, and then Outmotoring.com, an ever-growing line of Aston Martin parts. Yes, yes. And speaking of speaking of events, too, Ambiv's coming up next week. We said Ambiv. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, I'm motor- um, anyway, outmotoring.com, mini performance, speed, and da 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 license plate frames. Uh, that's outmotoring.com. Yes, that too. Yes. And, and anyway, as DB said, speaking of events, hey, Ambiv's coming up. Not this this coming week well, depending on when you listen to this. Ambiv's coming up in two weeks' time, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, April, May, May, or I've got to open May 18th to the 21st. That's right. If you have any last-minute requests from, from myself or, for graphics or stripes or anything, let me know. I'm uh, filling up and getting ready to, to call it. You know, if you don't get your order in soon, you're not going to get anything. One of those but, slots is mine, by the way, yes. be- because, yeah. Todd, why is one of those slots mine? Uh, you're blacking out all that damn chrome. <laughs> That's right. And do you, want gloss, do you want gloss or matte? Ooh, I think I want matte to go with, the, uh, to go with all black plastic pinch turn and trim. Yeah, oh, but I the mirror caps are gloss, right? Right, the mirror caps are gloss, but I would. Uh, I, I think would agree I want Matt. That Matt's a good. I think I want Matt because that'll look that'll look kind of badass. I think. 
it stays looking better over time. Too, yeah, so. I would agree. Uh, but so, anyway, also coming to Ambiv is our buddy Marzo from oh, Philadelphia, and the blue he's Mohawk be one coding cars. By the way, yes, he will code your mini. And what do we mean by coding cars, Todd? Uh, what you mean by that is so what Mr. Mikey Marzo can do. He's got the magic box. He does. He has, a, he has a magic box, and you can do all kinds of things on all your generations of cars. I don't know if he's doing it on the on the latest one yet, the new F56 from 2014 and up, but everything else before from the original minis from 2002 all the way to, to the 2014. R, the, the last of the R56s. As I'm, have him, I'm having him touch my car because I don't have one touch up on the windows, and that just drives me bananas. I know. It drives me crazy, too, in my Roadster. So what he can do then is, like, let's say DB, for example, in his 2013 Roadster, he has to reach down and roll up the windows, and you have to hold the button, which is a pain in the butt, oh, right? I'm so, it's, like, so, it's, like, it's like an animal. Right, right. So <laughs> he can he can basically code the car to do that, and uh, it's very affordable. I don't know what his pricing is, but I would say, and he's got a you know, pay me so much for you know yeah. all you can eat as many as you want. Yeah. But um, it's a really good deal. Check over go over to inviv dot com and, and check under the vendors, and there's a link to to ask him questions. But it's a it's a really cool thing. I've had him code all my cars. Yep. Do something. You can do Euro flashers. Close the sunroof with the key. Close the you know windows you know you can roll the windows down with the key and different generations you can roll it up but some you can't yeah it's different things you can do with different different stuff marzo can totally hook you up with all that it's super awesome besides that he's coming from philly you know he's what's his home shop He's at Helix. Yeah, he's over at Helix. Helix is one of our guys. It's Helix mm-hmm. is Detroit tuned. Helix is uh, Way Motor Works. Helix is Jerry over at uh, Lasweer or whatever the name of that shop he's at, he's at now. He's one of us. It's awesome, and he's going to make your car do more cool stuff. All you have to do is uh, click on the logo at amviv.com forward slash amvivendors, and there's a big blue Mohawk M. Just click on that and get scheduled, <laughs> and you'll be able to ask all your questions of him as well. It'll send an email directly from there. There you go. Do it. He's not. He doesn't charge very much money either. Come on, just get it done. It's also it's a pretty affordable thing to do. It, it, it is, and just for if if all you have him do is turn on the one touch up on your windows, it's worth. It. Totally worth it. The the green mini had one touch up, and it was a yeah, it was perfect. That's that should be how it is. I never call small, I never haul small children in my car, so I don't have to worry about you know getting fingers smashed or anything. He, anyway. he programmed my DP to where I could roll the windows up with the key when you go out. Oh really? You can roll them down by pressing it, but um, you can't roll them up. But you can if you program it to. Oh look at that! Hmm. Look cool at feature that. and and the sunroof too. Like some sunroofs. You don't have the one-touch close. He can do that for you. Right. Hey, Todd, really quick before we move on to the real other stuff of the show, um, will you be having any badges at Anviv for people to purchase oh, this yes. year? As I know, I mean, you are the official badge, the official badge maker for a mini vacation yes. in Vegas. Yes, so. and if you've seen those, they're absolutely gorgeous. Go look at my Instagram. I, I uh, posted a teaser. They do. Picture. I do. They look really. They look hot. This is, I have to say, of all the years I've been doing uh, badges, which is all of them. For yes, Amphib, for Amphib, yes. These are the best-looking ones yet. They really are. It's, it, sorry. Uh, they, they, they turned out really nice. I'm very, very impressed with those. Nice yeah, I think I'm going to be bringing some extras of those just in case because I have a feeling once people see them, they're going to be like, hey, I should have bought one of those. Yeah, exactly. And I'm actually digging. And I'm going to have other badges. I'm going to have shirts. I'm going to have all kinds of cool stuff. I'm actually so, digging the Amphib hat as well, and I didn't put in for any extra swag, and I probably too late now, but I'm sure Jared will set one aside for me. You know why? Because I will be emceeing the Saturday night pool party. 
Sweet. Yes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope to see you guys at Ambiv, a mini vacation in Vegas. Uh, Todd and I will be there for sure. Mars will be there for sure. Um, we're we're still got our fingers, hands, legs, eyes, and everything else crossed that Chad and Alex can make it. And we hope that you do as well. And we hope to see you guys there. We want everybody to come over and say hi. Come check out the new Roadster. Come watch Todd do his handiwork. Have him put graphics on your car. It's going to be happening at Anviv this year. A mini vacation in Vegas at the Silverton Hotel and Casino in America's Playground. Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. May 18th through the 21st. It's going to be awesome. All right. I think now would be a good time for some news music. Oh, there you go, Mr. I'll just make Gabe's music this week if I can find that. I found it the other day. I was looking through iTunes. Don't get me started. I was looking through iTunes. Anyhow, let us begin. Let us start with, well, let's start with the, should we start with the good news or should we end with the good news? Let's start with the good news. Let's start with the good news, and and that of end course, mini. Oh, yeah. Alex wants to go the other way. <laughs> okay, let's end with the good news. I like Alex's idea. Then let's start with the bad news, and right. the bad news is Gabe is finally had sex with his clubman, <laughs> and it's expected. Wow, who is it? Who is it? Bad news for Gabe on the car. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just I just have to jab at Gabe for his little whatever he said in his long term test car about the JCW clubman. And it being forty seven grand and his little well, it's expected blah 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 ass kissing mini term that he used here. Where was that? I posted it in Slack. Where is it? Da, 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 da. I got I have to. You guys have to see what this is ridiculous. Um, it's our dream mini. So I mean, he's super excited about it because it's a really nice car, right? And I get that, but where did I find that? Where, oh, here it is. Forty-seven five fifty, and it doesn't even have the heads-up display. There is no question that this is an expensive mini, and we're not here to pretend that it that it will hold all that value over the course of the year. And then he says, goes on to say, I've driven a lot of BMWs around this price point, and so far, forty-seven K doesn't feel crazy in the context of this. When Alex brought up, he paid Good that grief. for his one M back in twenty eleven. He paid, yeah. The sticker, so I, I, the base I, I sticker exactly, price on the one yeah, M was forty three grand. I think it was actually the U.S. spec price was forty seven one or forty seven and change. Yeah, it's just and still there, right there. You could add to it a little bit, but for all intents, yeah. So Gabe, Gabe probably paid a little bit more because I think he had a couple of uh, packages in there. Right. Um, so like, I don't don't exactly quote me on the price. I'm just saying that. Like that, those two cars are not even in the same ballpark. Right. So price wise, like it's very difficult to swallow like a forty-seven thousand or JCW. Not not uh, only for that, all but... the good that we think about this car is like I that's just not worth the money. I mean right. that's hard to convince me that it's worth the money. It's, I, I wouldn't be convinced honestly. Even if even if I was in an objective conversation about the car, uh, it's just like uh, I don't know. So Alex, let me ask you this question because you did some research, like some quick off the shelf, off the cuff research on this uh, on the one M versus the JCW Clubman. Do you think in five years time the JCW Clubman will be fetching ten to fifteen thousand dollars more <laughs> than its initial purchase price? Our last. Yeah, like the one M is now. Yeah, that's uh, obviously no. Um, <laughs> like the the one like the one thing obviously the one M what it has to you know it's a BMW so it's kind of the, the, the it's already like different you know it's a real wheel drive car and it was like a, li- a true limited edition right like they only had I think again like don't quote me on this I think they only had like seven seven hundred of them uh, for the US right. during the entire tenure of the car. 
uh, you know, the Clement, they're going to keep selling it until, you know, it goes, until we change generation, until we go of the, the, the G generation. So, uh, However, so yeah. You, yeah. you say that, but I would posit there are going to be fewer JCW Clubmen ever yes. sold in the U.S. than there were 1M, and there's oh. no way it's going to be anywhere close. Now, it's not limited by intent. But I guarantee you, they're not going to sell that many of these cars. But it's not—it's never going to become a classic. Like it doesn't have the attributes right. of a, a car, a classic car, right? Like that's—that's that's the difference with the one M. That's why, that's so why you, you go—you go online and you look at used one Ms for with twenty thousand miles on the on the clock. They, they sell for sixty thousand dollars, which is the price of a new Cayman. Right. So it's uh, yeah, those are still expensive cars. Yeah. And don't get us wrong, because I'm sure it's a fantastic car. I am. Um, I am 100 percent positive that the JCW Clubman is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good car. Like, look, I had a chance to. Uh, I mean, I actually didn't have the chance, unfortunately, to drive it during the during the media days that I was at last week. Uh, our friend Sean did. Uh, the reason I didn't drive it is because I pretty much had the same car. Uh, Sean was, you know, not overly enthusiastic about it. So um, yeah, yeah, but I isn't mean, doesn't yeah. Sean drive like a Ferrari or something? He drives, he drives. He drives. He drives a a Cayman R, but uh, but like he loves Mini, right? Like for instance, like he, he drove the and I also drove the the Countryman. We like we really really love the car. I mean, it really feels like a Mini. Plus, it's rock solid. I don't know. Uh, I know they build them in uh, in the Netherlands, and so like the difference of quality between the between my car and the Countryman is significant. Uh, I mean, noticeably significant. Let's talk uh, a little bit and let people know, Alex, what you did is you got to go to a press day in California this past week and uh, at Laguna Seca in Monterey and drive just a ton of different cars, right? And yeah, so what you're yeah. saying is Countryman was one of those cars that you drove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, no, it was, it was really, it was really a good, it's, it's an opportunity for Western, uh, for basically journeys based on the West Coast to, uh, Drive uh, a couple of cars that they didn't have a chance to test during the during the previous year, right? So uh, you know the Countryman because this is one of the cars that just came out was offered by Mini BMW for us to drive for two days, and it was fantastic. I mean, I I, I really love it. Like I, I wish we had been invited to, and I'm gonna keep re- repeating that unless <laughs> we get an invitation for the next event. <laughs> I wish we'd been invited to the press event for the Countryman, but that's a good replacement. Uh, I, I would be really interested in driving the 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 hybrid version of it. Yes. Um, well, Brian's driven that, and Brian talked about that. Remember, Brian, say hi. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah, Brian's here. I know Brian got a chance to drive it. Now, can I interrupt you for a second while Todd rings in, uh, Mr. Bridger? <clears throat> sure. <clears throat> he is here. Is he? Alex, I've driven the JCW Clubman too, by the way. Yeah, I don't yeah. see him in I don't see him in the Skype yet. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I was moderately impressed, not as much as I was impressed with the Countryman. Wow, it's 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 slow. It's that's sl- shocking to me because I mean Brian and Sean both saying that that's yeah, but then Gabe's fawning over it like it's a the most awesome well, thing since sliced bread. Not gonna take anything away from the car. It's a great car, but it's right. just yeah. I was kind of. Well, I mean, for what, a, believe me, it's marketably better than the regular Clubman. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, you know, if you were to put them side by side, there's no, there's no comparison. Even the looks of the car is way better. But um, compared to the, you know, as far as how I felt about the car, I really like the Countryman so much more. It just, it's, it's just a better built car to me. It just feels better. That's really interesting. DB, you did say bring in Bridger. Okay? I did. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gabe Bridger. 
Gabe. Gabe, hi. Yes. Welcome to the World Famous White Roof Radio, episode number 621. You jumped right into the very beginning, and uh, we were just talking about the JCW Clubman versus the BMW 1M. Oh, well. And how they're virtually the same, yeah, virtually <laughs> same price, Gabe. It's, it's very difficult to uh, to even comprehend. Uh, so so let's just let's just get straight to a point. Like, the Clubman cannot be compared to things that cost $47,000 very easily. Because <laughs> it's, starting wow. like starting, starting, all, starting already. Nice. In Washington right now. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. All right, Todd. So just so you know, in 621 episodes, I've never been offended until that comment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, in all seriousness, not to not to offend other our listeners, but uh, no, but you can't because it's forty seven thousand dollars. Yes. Okay. In two thousand seventeen money. Right. The one M in two thousand seventeen money is close to seventy thousand dollars. And that's used with no, twenty thousand miles on the clock. No, it's not. And and I inflation agree. isn't no, that high, Gabe. Station. If that there car came one, out today, it would be fifty two at the most. For sixty seven thousand dollars in March. Oh no, no, no! I believe that's not how you're comparing it. No, that's that is my point. No, but that's my point. It's all about what is what is worth what it is worth. Okay, so like you can't compare the one. That's my whole point. It's like it's impossible to compare it. I can I could accept a comparison to oh an X1, or I could accept a comparison to a loaded uh, Q3. You know, like these are things to me like. That that's a logical comparison, or or even mm-hmm. even say an Evoke, you can buy many Range Rovers for forty seven thousand or less that, that start at around forty two to forty four. Um, right. You know, yeah. You know, so a, a, a twenty seventeen twenty seventeen Buick Enclave starts at thirty nine thirty nine grand. Yeah, it's it's in a different. <laughs> I mean, it's than, m- mostly Tupperware, but so <laughs> I no. I think, I, think I think our point was, Gabe, was that the. The 1M is way more valuable of a vehicle for the same initial sale price. Correct. If you will. Sure. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, like, I, I started a list to get on to buy that car three, four years before it was even produced. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, they made 700 1Ms. So, it's, it's, it's very different. I mean, it's, it's hard to compare. And, then, frankly, buying a 1M was like a lottery. Yeah, you know, yeah. whereas a clubman's different. So, I mean, I I'm not apologizing well, for it. I called it out of my my initial thoughts on it. It sure. is an expensive car that is going to lose value in its first year. Right. Whereas the one M, whereas the one M, the one M is not losing value. Yeah, yeah. it's gaining right, in value. Right. And and yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's an extremely different proposition because you're buying a mass-produced product versus a one M. Okay. So when you look at the JCW clubman. You have a car that you can order from. You can order how you want it. It is at the top end of. It is a mass-produced vehicle that is at the top price point of a particular model. And so, if you think about it that way, those two attributes usually, like, if you look at that as an equation, it usually ends in like the most depreciation you can get out of that model. That's just a fact. Sure, sure. it is. You know, like it's the same reason a seven series depreciates. Twice as much as a three series. Use that exact same example, Gabe. Well done. I'm gonna. <laughs> I am going to uh, to compare this to. God help me. Oh God. Uh, an article that I posted over today. Oh Chrysler, yeah, that, no, that's a good. No, it's a good that. article. Yeah, a Chrysler minivan right now, which is uh, topping out at fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, Chrysler. They're that's they're the Pacifica. New- the top of the line Pacifica, fully loaded, tops out at fifty grand. Which is a which is an attractive minivan, I might add. It really, it's not a bad car. 
It's really a friend. Our friend Sean wants to buy it. Uh, our, friend, our friend of the show, <laughs> the Babishkins. So the Babishkins had one of those. Shame him into not buying it on this show because <laughs> yes. it's awful. Like, please, Sean, don't buy this. Well, well, oh, you, if, if you're, I mean, let's just be honest. If you buy a minivan, it's over. Oh, you've I mean, already if, given up. I mean, if, if you're married, how does your wife even have respect for you? Yes. My gosh. My struggle on that is so real because my son recently purchased a minivan. Oh gosh! Yeah, mm, that's what yeah. happens when you when you get a family. Mm, yeah, but we're not going to go there. I'm just going to no. use the example. Let's just use that of, as an example because that was a really good article. I'm going to link it up in the show notes, guys. Chrysler is pricing itself out of a market by, and and by no means this this uh, this minivan that Fiat Chrysler put out for fifty thousand dollars is probably worth it because, like the Clubman, it is fully loaded. It's mm-hmm. got. Dual drop down uh, flat panel displays in the yeah, back third, seat. Third row kitchen. seating, all leather. Leather. It's loaded. It's got a built in, yeah, but that's not it's got real a built in, leather. It's got a built in vacuum system. It's Corinthian leather, Gabe. <laughs> Corinthian. <laughs> real leather. Let's be honest. So, uh, it's kid friendly, anyway, by the way, too. Yeah. I think the point is that, that we're trying to make, and this is basically. The news going around the automotive industry right now, and also the general media is talking about how much car sales have dropped. And there, and there yeah. are many reasons for Yeah, really bad. And uh, this is one of the reasons is that car companies have just priced themselves out of a market. So why is that, Todd? Um, yeah. In, it, investors? It's not because the price that gas is cheap and people want SUVs. And so the car companies decided, oh, well, we're going to make these premium and charge a premium price tag for yeah. it. And clearly that's yeah. not working. It's not I, working for Mini. It's not working for BMW. It's not working for Chrysler with this minivan. So what's I think the they're average trying, price I think they're trying to recapture last 2017 run. versus 2015? And I don't know the answer to that, but that like this is the data that we should like look at. Because yeah. the same reason why, like if you look at the data between average gasoline prices for the past seven years versus mini sales you see a direct correlation right oh yeah no I, so, I, I don't think you're you're not wrong about that there's so many factors here that it's hard to to nail it down to any one thing but basically everybody and and the the majority of articles that i've read over the past week have been that you know car sales were on a constant trajectory up from 2009 until now mm-hmm. okay every month outdid the previous month and the previous year and it kept growing and growing, and growing. Mm-hmm. well that kind of growth is is unsustainable in the long run, okay? Everybody knew the bottom was going to fall out at some point, okay? And it's even fallen out in the U.S. in light truck and SUV sales right. that have been carrying everything to this point, which is kind of what's killing cars and small cars and sporty cars, especially like minis, okay? So we've got this unsustainable growth. We've gotten to the point where two things have happened. Cars have gotten a whole lot more expensive, and because mm-hmm. they have, it didn't stop people buying them from 2009 until 2016. What they did was they started buying them. But I'm going to tell you this, and I know this from experience because I hear people come into the dealer. They are offered uh, uh, six- and seven-year loans. Right. It's very common. A 72-month loan right. wow. is really common now. But it kind of has to be when you go in and you're buying a Forty-seven to fifty-five thousand dollar car, right. maybe even sixty thousand dollar car. Some of these SUVs, and um, you got to finance it for seven years to be able to afford it. 
Okay, well, the backlash of that is going to be, it's going to take you four to five before you're even close to being able to trade that off or do something with it. Right? So can I suggest, I think so, Todd, so Todd, I think you're right on the two accounts. I mean, number one, you said there's a lot of reasons I think you're right. That second thing you just mentioned I think is also right. I'll just add another. I think that used cars are generally better than the used cars from 5, 10, 15 years ago. Well, they're making cars better, and people are, and and this is a big thing that's going to happen also as part of this article is going to go exactly what you're saying, is that leases, there's a record number of cars coming off lease over the next 48 months, okay, or the next 20, not 48, next 24 months, Mm -hmm. next one to two years, there's going to be a record number of cars coming off lease, and that's everything across the board. BMW, Lexus, everything. Can I ask a question? Let's relate it back to Mini. So, there was a there was a gentleman on Motor File today who who uh, it was a great comment and DB you actually answered it really well. Oh, Mr. Gallagher's comment, like, right? Yeah, the, the guys like and we you know good 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 dude. Yeah, and he's like, friend of the show, uh, Mr. Uh, Jim uh, Jim Baker, or yeah Jim yeah. Skater. So yeah, no good dude, and he and he had a great question. It's like, listen, I bought a bunch of minis. Um, here's the deal. Like I at this point, I'm just gonna sort of guesstimate here. Like at this point in my life. I don't want to. He said, "I don't want to bend down to a club." And like, yeah. he, it seems he's, like he wants something a little and bit higher. Jim's oh, almost, and he's almost seven foot tall. He's a giant he's man. A, yeah, so he's a he's a big dude, good dude, and he wants to have something a little bigger. And he looks at the countryman and says, "Listen, this is you're pricing me out of a countryman because I can't afford that." And I think here's the thing that many um, they know this. You know, we know Pat, for instance, Pat McKenna. Yeah, but Pat's a smart guy. Like he knows. He knows this, and and Mini USA isn't always the the entity that prices the car. Correct. I mean, they do they do, but ultimately they're pressured in a million different ways to go the direction they have to. And so, when he says that, Mini USA looks at that and says, "Yeah, you know, like so." Here's the here here are the options: you can buy stripped down Cooper Cooper S Countryman with less essentially less options, but you know, here's the deal: tons of new like tons of standard equipment on this car or you can buy a used mini you know that's essentially the used mini is now the entry-level mini for folks yeah. who can't afford what they you know you can't I, afford the brand new club in, i'm a poster child for that right now so yeah right and so db i think you yeah you answered it really well and i think you know that's i think that's part of it um but i think you know the other part is like why are things becoming more expensive that is also a complex question and answer because the the answer for the countryman for instance is that it's not based off of an r53 so the previous countryman was based off of a r56 which itself is based off of r53 which was a fairly you know i know we used to talk about it as an expensive bespoke platform it was an inexpensive malnourished chassis Right. that they puffed up to get into the size of an R60. And I love the R60. It's a fun car. Right. You know, it's a very unique product, and there'll never be another one. Um, but if you look at the new F60, it is dramatically better engineered, you know, made, thought through everything, and thus it, it costs more. Why? Because they based it off of a platform they could use in a BMW. Right. So, yes, that is more expensive, and, there, and, and that's one of the reasons. Right. Well, can I also say another part of this article that um, uh, that you guys put over at Motoring File about sales is that the pre-owned sales for Mini were up almost 16%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And they've been up every month for the last four to five months. 
um, that I even can, can remember this, they're continuing to go up. And that is another thing that people, it's not just many that this is happening to. Uh, I remember Jalopnik wrote an article about a week or so ago that said the inventory of new cars is at record highs right now, which is not a good thing. They're driving the prices down. And what it's doing is it's affecting prices. It's driving the prices of the used vehicles down because dealers are discounting the new cars incredibly and deeply to get them to move. And so that, in turn, has to drive the price of the used cars down even further, which is it, it's just this terrible cycle for for what it is. But um, here's the thing is, you know, when, when used mini sales are up 16% and new mini sales are down almost 30%, there's something, you know, Gabe, with what you just said, that is really the, the theory right now. Is people are going to buy the used cars because they see better value in that. You know, and, and well, think, and let's be honest, there is better value in a used car. There, it comes there down is. To it. There's so much better value, and and DB and myself, we we both are driving around used, pre-owned 2013 Roadster S's, mm-hmm. and I've had mine for a year, and and I love it. It's been a it's been yeah. a value for. Well, you know, but you know I, that's a, it's an amazing car. I'm so that. glad I bought this. Yeah, I love the Roadster. I think it's I think it's the one of the best products many ever. Gert Hildebrand was right. Yeah, it's an amazing. Um, it's I, I haven't driven a mini like this since my R50. When he so when he retired, he he bought only one mini to take with him. It was that car. Yeah, nice. And it, because he he just thought it was such a special product. But I and 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 I, and I agree with you guys. Like I love that car so much. But I will say this. So I've got. So I'm going to bring it back. The the R54. I'm sorry. The F54. The the JCW Clubin. I I just acquired um, after a long wait, I might add. Mm-hmm. I've had it for almost uh, actually not a week yet. Um, I've had I've, I've driven it quite a ways. I've driven it about seven hundred miles. I love it. Like I love this car. If you were to tell me that I could have this or a very well equipped X one or a, 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 a scantily clad three series, I'll be damned if I don't choose the Clubman. It's it's a fun car. I mean, it's yeah. just a fun car. It's a, it's well equipped. It's it's got everything I really want except for heads up. It's got you know it's got everything I need to live. And it sounds really like ridiculous to say this, but like live my lifestyle. Like I could put kids in the back. I could put bikes up top. I could you know I could pack it to the gills. I could put it on the track. I could do whatever I want. I could drive it in the snow. It's a great great vehicle across every aspect of my life. And for forty seven k. I'm sure I could walk into a mini dealer like any of you and anybody of our any of our listeners and get a little bit of money off that and get a great interest rate and like be pretty happy. You know, is it a lot of money? Shit, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But is it worth it? Well, it's a different kind of mini than the clubbing was seven years ago. And I think it's hard for some people who owned that old clubbing to to recognize that. And it, I get that. I'm going to tell you one quick way that you can save $250 off the price of that uh, JCW Clubman game. I noticed the sticker on that. Get rid of that damn uh, uh, Rome. Should we talk about? We can talk about this. And I wanted to go. Clearly, you didn't choose that. That was chosen for you. No, I I did not. I did. Yeah, so everything was, I did not spec this car. And it was a choice I had. The choice was spec your own and wait or choose one we have and get it earlier. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to have to wait the same amount of time. (laughs) <laughs> as, it turn, as it turns out, not 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 Mini USA's fault. Mini USA has been wonderful in this, and I have to just 
right. give a shout out to them. I mean, they're they're allowing us, and I would say us as a community, to test a car like this because, you know, I would like people to think about this car that Motorfell has for a year as our car to test. And it's wonderful that they do this because they believe in the community so much, and they want us to dissect this car essentially. Um, but that said, I did not spec the car, hence the chrome uh, bar. You get grill. the chrome bar, it's a slat on the grill, which on every other JCW in the United States, I swear to you, nobody's ever going to choose this option. It's, red. it's a red bar. Well, so can I just say something, though? Like, it, it, I will I will say this. Like, I kind of like the look of it. No. And I, no. I, Come on. I would rather have it. ever been more wrong than you are no, you know right what? now. I'm with, exactly. You know I what? Right totally now, I'm with, I'm with Gabe on okay, this one. Hold on. Hold and on. I know why hold I'm on, with Gabe, and I'm going to let Gabe finish, but I'm going to tell you why I'm with Gabe. is because it, that chrome bar brings all the rest of the chrome together. The chrome headlight rings, the chrome mustache, the chrome side markers, the chrome door handles. Yeah, of all that. No, it brings, it right. it brings all the chrome together. together. And But here's the other thing, too. DB's right. The other thing is, because that car has the... The, the way it's spec essentially it has the stealth pack on it. Yeah. The way it's spec, there's no other red on that car. There's right. not a well, dose of it except for is. a tiny little part on the side skull. Well, on the, and and so on the break, if you have that red mustache up front, it would look so. It'd be like, it, wait a second. It would look where, weird. Wh- why is there a piece of red on your car? Yeah. Because it's like, a JCW. It, that's why. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but dude, like, listen, like, it. Nobody knows that. And it's one of those outliers. When I think about the way they designed the package, it's one of those outliers that, like, if you don't have any other red anywhere, or if it's a dark car and you have that little red on there, I don't know, man. Listen, when it comes down to it, Todd, you and I all know, we both know, and we all know, the whole, can I can I curse on this show? You already have, Gabe. <laughs> Why stop now? The whole mo- Oh, God, <laughs> a big one. Jesus. Now I have okay. to edit yes. it for sure. Yes, Dick. yeah. It Dick move. the bridger. Yep. So you can mute that, right? You can like mute oh, it out. Yeah, I'm gonna have oh, to. We hope we'll lose our. All right. Li- well, anyway, <laughs> liquor license. <laughs> yeah. So no, but the whole thing should be blacked out when it comes down to yeah. it. Well, yeah, that's getting out. done. Yeah, we're all we're all fans of the blackout. I Tom's blacking out my car in Van Vegas next week. The whole bit where it's getting done. Yeah. I have all sorts all sorts of thoughts on what it means to be a JCW and what it means right. to be a Cooper Rouse after having only this car for five days. So. So basically what Gabe's, to bring this back around to the ridiculous price of the JCW Clubman, is Gabe's actually calling this it's a value proposition. At least it is in his case, is he's looking at it, and he's looking at the value he's going to get out of his vehicle, and to him, he thinks the $47,000 is a good value for what this vehicle is I, going to be able to do for him. Can I, just, can I just say this? I don't think it's a good value. You don't? I think it's a fair value. Wow. And... I say that knowing it's exactly like I, I, if I were to go in and order this car and get like a little bit of money off, I would probably go in. I would get a manual. Number one, right. if I spec this car, it'd probably be about 45 K still, I that's a lot of money for a mini. Cooper. It is a lot of money. Right. It, it is a lot of money, but this isn't a mini Cooper as we would know it from 2007. Okay. Right. Eight. It's a different kind of car. I would look at it and say, you know what? This is a fair value. And when it comes down to it, I ordered what I wanted. This is a car I'm going to have for five plus years, and I ordered exactly what I wanted, and I'm happy with it. All right. And I can afford the payments, and I'm going to go for it. Okay. And so, to me, that's what I when I say fair value, that's fair to me. If it's not fair to you, then that's great. Like you have to define what's fair. Right. Less people say I'm being hypocritical about this. I am driving around in a uh, a JCW, which I'm paying for with my own money. 
by the way, which was in excess of $40,000. Yes. Okay. Now, Alex got a chance to drive this. I'm, I am a little bit biased because I love the car. It's, it's one of the favorite minis I've, I've owned. I probably like it almost as much as I liked my GP. All right. Alex was in town this past weekend and uh, had a little bit of an opportunity to go drive this. Alex, you were in Kansas City? I was in Kansas City, yeah. Yes, Because uh, of Todd. So, so anyway, Alex has got the uh, ability to, he, he's got the JCW automatic. I've got the manual. And but mine's a little more loaded up. I've got the, uh, the JCW Pro coilover suspension. I've got um, some spacers on it, a little more space. You, you have the closest thing to a, G, to a GP they make Which right is, now. Yes. We, yes, we were talking about this. We were talking about this this weekend. But, Alex, I want to hear what your thoughts are in driving my car and, and what you think. Is it worth $40,000? Uh, I would say that your car is more, the, more, sorry, more worth the money than mine. That, that that's what I would say. Um, the the reason being is you have a couple of things that I don't have in my of my car that I think are kind kind of almost necessary at that point. Um, and I also have some things that I think you know uh, you know irrelevant a little bit. So uh, uh, first first thing I think it's the uh, the transmission. So I. I, last year in Palm Spring, uh, during the mini US stop, I had a chance to drive Todd's car, you know, for the first time. And you know, I got in, I drove it a little bit, and and the clutch was super light, and it was also a little bit squishy. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to put Todd on the spot and say, "Dude, are you sure you can't drive manual because it feels <laughs> like your clutch is already burned down?" So I, I didn't say anything, but I drove it this time, and like the 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 engagement point, is, it seems like it has changed a little bit. The the clutch is not as light as it used to be, and it's like it's really it's really really. Those clutches break in. I will tell you that they they actually do get a little bit better the, the yeah, exactly. as they get you know ten twenty thousand miles. Definitely. I'll, I'll say uh, I think what Alex was trying to say is the clutch feels fluid now. It's it feels smooth all the way exactly from depressed yep. to, to release all the way. It's fluid all the way out, and it actually has a long release. It'll release all the way out. You know, a, a, a very long, you know, kind of dry travel on there. But yeah, but so and so and so, like, if I had to choose all over again, like, I would, I would still go with the automatic for the same reason that GB just showed the automatic. It's because in like in in traffic, it's a nightmare, and we know Gabe is a superhuman. Like in traffic, it still loves to drive manual. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, like that's the that's also like the luxury of having like a weekend car. Like you obviously have to have it in manual because it is for short drives and even for a small road trip. Like it's so fun to drive. Uh, the JSW suspension is like a definite need i mean the car is so flat when you turn like my my car is so much body rollover like it's it's like it's almost like i'm driving a minivan at that point um it is yeah so i can tell you that jcw suspension is amazing yeah it's amazing having having experienced it not too long ago i mean it's a game changer and you go from the there's the regular suspension that i had in my previous clubman to the to the sport suspension and that in itself is a game changer the sport suspension to the JCW for all those listening at home, that is an entirely different game changer. Yeah, it, and plus the car looks better because it's uh, it's just a little bit lower. Um, it is Todd's car is also like so much quieter to mine, and so I did not listen to Todd and to Chad and to DB telling me not to get a sunroof because you know I live in California, so it's nice to have the sunroof uh, on and off. 
but like it's so much quieter. So kids, don't get a sunroof. <laughs> Um, okay, kids always get a sunroof. That's crazy. Hey, no, kids, if you if you want, they're gonna want to see the sun. If you want a hole in your roof, get the convertible. Otherwise, skip the sunroof. That's a high wide roof. Get a second car, like DB and I did. I well, don't have a second car. Just yeah, get a get oh, well, a sure. get that's a drop top. No, no, do that. You're right. That's actually the best solution. Yeah. And, uh, and the last thing to get to Gabe's point is that uh, aside from adding a sway bar, removing the back seats. A new set of tires and wheel, and an exclusive color that will end up not being exclusive. Uh, there's really nothing that Mini can do to make to create the GP3, right? I mean, I, I don't see what else they can do because Todd also has the diffuser. So really, it's about wheels, tires, sway bar, and removing some weight. And, and the yeah, and the exhaust, which Todd also has, right? So yeah, if, I, if you look at Todd's tuning. car and you're trying to spec the GP. I don't. I don't know what surprises can Mini get us this time because last time it was the all the aerodynamics and the tires and the wheels and stuff compared to the GP GB1. Uh, this time I really don't know where they're going to find a surprise. Honestly, it'll be my car with a wing. I think that's what we're predicting. No, so I think what no, if, it'll be more than that. If if they do it, what I was, yeah, I mean, I, I think what's going to happen is you're you're, you're going to see a fairly healthy bit of horsepower. To I think it'll be a street legal the GP. It'll be a street legal challenge car. It'll be well, up, it'll be pushing 250 275 horsepower. Well, yeah, it'll, it'll be the it'll be at least so I, I truly believe it'll at least be the 245 horsepower tune. Yeah, yeah, and I've got the Dynan tune, which is supposed to add up to about 35 horsepower over and above. Hey, so I have a, so I have a right good question for you guys. So I have a brand new JCW Clubman. No, you don't really. This car has <laughs> has all wheel drive. Yeah, has all wheel drive and it has automatic. Um, I wouldn't have chosen the automatic, but I like it. We can talk more more, that, more about that later. Yeah. What's the first mod that I should I should go to App Motoring and look for? Because when I first got this car, my first thought was like, God, well, I won't say I will. I will watch my my mouth. Thank you. It needs spacers. It needs a little little bit of like width on the wheels and tires, and and I like it. It's fast. I would like um, a lot more horsepower. Uh, the Dynatune. The Dynatune is a fantastic tune, Gabe. You can do it yourself. It's three hundred bucks. You can get. It. I don't know if Chad. Don't Chad, Chad actually sells it. At Chad Detroit actually tune. sells com. Detroit tunes. It's a two hundred ninety nine dollars. I don't know if Out Motoring sells it. They get fifteen minutes to install okay. it yourself, and I have to say, and Alex even you know drove my car. He's like, your car feels really fast, and you know by comparison it does with the extra torque Mm -hmm. because you're getting uh almost 40 more foot pounds of torque and let's say up to 35 uh more horses so you really feel that in yes yes i I think you're really gonna feel that and um it's a non-destructive tune you can turn it on and off via an app on your iphone and you can do that on the fly. Um, you can put it in the ballet mode, which is minus, like, I think it's either minus 3 or minus 4 PSI. It just tunes it down to nothing. <laughs> nice. So, so that's, that's, that's really interesting. So I think one of, the, one of the things I found interesting about this car is the fact that it has 260 foot-pound of torque. Right. And a ton of torque out of the box. Yep. But because, it, because of the automatic... In the all-wheel drive, like you don't feel it as much as you would, as as everybody knows who has because manual. the car's taken up. The car's taken off smoothly with four wheels. Um, under yeah, exactly. You just don't feel it as much, right? Right. And, and you're so not doing the shifting. Yeah. I had I had the the Cooper S Clubman with 190 horsepower, and 
what, 200, 200 foot pound of torque. Right. And it didn't, it felt slower, but not like a ton slower. Where the JCW feels faster, is, it is fast in the mid range. It, it's just like, it, it just goes. Like, once it hits that mid range, it goes and goes. Get Whereas the, the Cooper S kind of winds down a little bit. Get the Dynan tune. I'm a huge fan of it. I've had it for almost mm. a year now. Um, had one little issue, just a programming thing. Yeah, and we've gotten there. some reports from my Radio listeners, Gabe, that it's a it's a legit it's a legit spend, mm-hmm. totally worth the money. Yeah, uh, it's it's good to know, and and I think that I say that because I, I'm sure a lot of other folks are thinking that too. I'll uh, I'll check um, with Aaron with for you see if he has it. easy to do. If not, so, I know Chad does. I'm going to bring this back uh, back around to what we were talking about here. Sales are are in the toilet, and Alex and I took a took a trip up when he was in Kansas City. We stopped by my dealer, and we just kind of asked them, you know, this is anecdotally, if you will, uh, about the sales of the last month. And I'm going to say right now that I was 100% wrong about where the sweet spot of the new Countryman was going to be. I predicted it was going to be a Cooper All Four because it was a, a great value proposition. I am 100% wrong about that, and I know Mini doesn't break these sales out, but I know locally it's, and Brian, you can tell us too, the uh, most popular selling countryman has been the Cooper S all four. Yep. Like, hands down, they are out of them. My, wow. my dealer didn't even have them. Are you now. seeing that? Are you seeing that up there too, Brian? Yep. Wow. Absolutely. We, uh, we have one left right now. Exactly. That we can sell. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I find that a little odd, and it kind of flies in the face of our point of the cars being too expensive because a Cooper S All Four Countryman is upper thirties at minimum. Right. Okay. You're talking thirty six to forty grand, depending on how it's equipped. Right. And maybe as much as forty two or forty three. Todd and uh, O'Brien, actually, maybe more Brian. Like, do you guys know uh, where those people are coming from? Are they did they did they used to have a Countryman? Did they used to have another Mini? Are they coming from like another brand? Like, do you have a little bit of info on that? They're coming from another brand for sure. Uh, nice. Audi is some of the some of them. We're seeing Jeep customers coming from there. We're seeing, you know, previous Countryman owners. That's the biggest chunk of it. Is previous, you know, R60 owners are coming and looking at this car. And I'd say the success rate as far as test drives to buy, it's close yeah. to seventy percent. Wow! Good. Wow! Yeah. Yeah, so people coming in and they drive that car and they go, like, sign me up. You know, wow. it's, it's basically the hardest thing to just find the right car for them, you know. And I tell you, Brian, I see this happen once a week. And uh, my dealer, they do a pretty good job of keeping their loaners uh, rotated. So they've always got a new, fresh mm-hmm. car for people to drive. And I've seen people come in. They'll bring their hardtop in. They'll bring their four-door in. And they'll get a, a new Countryman as a, as a loaner car. Yeah. And they come back after driving it for a day or two, and they literally go in and make a deal to buy a new one. Yep. It is that much nicer. And, Alex, you spoke to this when you got to drive the car in Monterey last week. Um, is it the quality of new Countryman? It's the best quality Mini they've ever made. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't, yes, I mean, it's a, it's very high quality. What I, what I want to say is that my car is six thousand miles, the car that I drove at three thousand, and I took it. So uh, for those of you in Monterey, uh, you know, there is parking lots like uh, on. I mean, like, how do I say this? Like, you know, Atlantis. basically. Yeah, I like Laguna is just open, open sky, you know, parking lots, you know, all around the track. They are not, they are not paved. You're basically driving on, on, on grass or on, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so I, I didn't want, I, I mean, it's not really off road, but I wanted to take the car there. Not a sound. Like it was rock solid. 
3,000 miles. My car is 6,000 miles. It's it's not a rattle cage, let's be frank, but it's it's also not not very robust for a car that almost cost as much as the one series that I had in Boston for three years, and that also was rock solid after three winters in Boston. So, uh, so yeah, it talks to the quality of the car. I don't know if this is a... I don't, maybe you can tell us. I don't know if it's a different in material. I don't know if there is like a lot of difference between the uh, the quality output of the Netherlands, you know, manufacturing facility as opposed to the one in England. But that's uh, mm-hmm. that's telling, and that's be, and frankly, that's like should be the same. Yeah, it should be the I same. Mean, it should be identical. And I so I I, I guess my my take in, in this is that you're 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 saying that about the the countrymen. I would say that having driven the countrymen, I would say that exact same thing exists with the clubmen. Uh, they're essentially the same car. I think the the components, the quality component, the quality of components are the same. Um, this is a car that is, you know, the clubman is slightly lighter and lower. Otherwise, you're talking about the same car. And yeah. I've been saying it's, I've been saying it since the clubman came out. Like that car was a watershed moment for many because as much as the F56 was a big leap in terms of quality, the clubman and now we know the countrymen are really what they were building towards. I mean, those are cars that feel like BMWs did six, seven years ago. Right. I still see that. Kind of, well, I kind of agree with you, Gabe, but to a certain extent is that it's been generational. It's like the F car, the first F56 was really a big step from the R56, and then we saw the Clubman be aesthetically better, but I say that the Countryman has aesthetically and ergonomically been even more of an improvement for, even from the Clubman. Well, that's true. I w- I w- I'm just talking about quality. I think... Yeah. I think- Aesthetically, I would I would prefer the Clubman. Uh, ergonomically, I would prefer. I don't like sit. I would rather not sit up high. But yeah. I think that's you know. But I but I think that that's a total like qualitative statement that I like. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Quality wise, though, like I really believe that they're the same. Okay, so okay. all things being equal, then if they're the same, what I'm saying is the first four months of this year, the the Clubman sales have fallen off a cliff. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we knew for that. Sure. We knew that was going to happen with the with the. Uh, so the country came I mean, out. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. totally to be expected. To poaching that stuff right there. Yep, the club yeah. and the countryman's doing very and, well. But I think the many knew that as well. Two months though. Yeah, the hardtop's what's making it come back, and I think it's nice. Eventually, I hope there's going to be a stasis of this a little bit to where things even out to the point where it makes it look like a good a good selection of vehicles at your mini dealer. You come in and, and you pretty much have everything from a convertible to a hardtop to a four-door Clubman Countryman. You've, you've got a choice of everything and some JCWs thrown in there for, you know, the speed freaks like ourselves. <laughs> but um, I, I, I hope it kind of kind of meshes out a little bit, but I do think that the Clubman's probably going to be the the kind of the, you know, the one that's the, the outlier, if you will. The, the convertible and the Clubman, I still think are going to be the outliers, and and the sales numbers are going to drop on those. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be uh, interesting yeah. if, the, uh, if the Countryman was a halo car for the for the hard top. Like there would yeah. be. I, I want to I want to go back and I'll do this for the next show. I want to go back and look at the the release date. You know the launch date of the of the R60 and look at the sales of the of the hard top. You know around that time and six twelve months after and see if they are like correlated to one yes. another. Yes, please. But uh, that would be that would be that would be interesting. In the Countryman was in fact the Halo car 
as yeah. opposed to the the hard top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. want to. I just want to say one more thing, and we're going to move on to our next uh, news story here. And this is this is basically directed kind of at Gabe, and is it says you know we're giving Gabe a hard time because he's really fawning over this damn clubman so much. But you know what? <laughs> I, I just had like an epiphany. Is I haven't heard anybody get this excited about a mini since the R50 came out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, in that <laughs> respect. Uh, I think Mini might have kind of hit hit the mark. Uh, just they, they too bad. It. It's just it's you know comes in at forty seven grand. Uh, well, it's just I nice to hear somebody who's this excited. And everybody that I've well, that I that I come across like on <laughs> Facebook or on the internet or in person, and that I'll drive the clubman, they all just they can't shut up about the damn car. They're just so excited and they just love that car to death. And uh, so I will say this, like, and that's I don't really think nice. it has a wide. I don't think it has the wide audience that the R50 did. Right. But I think for the right person, yeah, it represents something that is both extremely special and like hits a sweet spot, and is kind of disappearing from the marketplace. Right. The three series wagon, for instance, has is is it starts out in the mid 40s, starts with no options. Right. And it's going to be and BMW is not going to import it anymore after a couple of years, so it's gone. The a you know the A four wagon gone, like there all these like old wagons that a lot of people used to. Like, you still get a CTS. You gone. still get a CTS wagon game. I think that's gone. That's going to be gone too. Oh, that, so that so so my point is like you know the wagon's gone. The Clubman's not really wagon because it doesn't have a like rear overhangs kind of short and it's kind of this weird hybrid, but it represents like this really interesting sort of space in in the the marketplace that I think a lot of people look at and say, oh, my God, this is kind of perfect. And so I think the people who get it, like, love it. Yes. And love it, like, really in a big way. Right. I just don't know how big that marketplace is. And I say that as somebody who adores that car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how big it is. And, and let me take that a step further, and then we'll move on, is that DB, uh, I, I wish you could be here. I want you to take a drive in my JCW and feel it. It's on my list for this year. Everybody I've let drive my car gets in it and... It, you get that feeling you did the first time you got in a Mini back in 2002 or three, and it handles like a, a race car, right. and it sounds good, and it feels good, and it puts a smile on your face every time you get in it. You know, that's a that's feeling that I finally got back with the Roadster it, yeah, that it I did not get is. with that R56 uh, hardtop. Absolutely is, the Roadster. And, and uh, Alex, we should let you talk about that also because you got a chance to drive the Roadster when you were here too. But um, I do think that the JCW still ha- has a bit of mystique to it now and that I, I hope dealers get smart enough and always have one in, in stock for people to drive because I have to say, as much as many sales are, are you know kind of floundering here a bit, go to your dealer, drive a JCW, and and let it put a smile on your face. And even if you have to save to do it, I love this car. I, I absolutely love this car. And I'm saying this because I'm, you know, my own money is on the line. So it's an honest opinion that, um, you know, after a year, I, I'm still in love with this car. Nice, very nice, yep. Gabe. I'm I'm glad that you've were able to join us tonight because we're moving on to the next story, and this story makes us all extraordinarily happy. And that is essentially Mini USA is putting the band back together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty. This cool. is big news. This and, is this is huge I, news. I uh, Mr. Sarkowski's like, coming back. We're all super excited about that. Of course, Pat's always been the high Pat. Um, Pat's been there, and you know, he's working like a one-legged man at a painting contest. He's got like five <laughs> hats guys, he has to wear. Yeah, and I don't know exactly because I feel like they're sitting at the painting contest. But still, like I feel like I feel like what what is, what is happening is essentially like let's get and and this is in no way. Um, 
you know, a slant at anyone at MinUSA who's left because I think everybody has, has worked their asses off. But, you know, I feel like these, these folks um, are well-equipped to succeed in terms of the experience they've had. Yes. And I think we all know we have, we have met them, and, and, we, and I think we all officially, I'm doing some sort of hand signal here, approve of them as far as just knowing them well and knowing, and, and knowing their thoughts. You know, I can tell you with Tom, like this is somebody who has got incredible enthusiasm, who was there at the beginning. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that. He was there at the very beginning. He is a BMW guy um, from way back. He was 20, one of the first 21 people, years. A, a, young, a young Gabe Bridger, one of the first people <laughs> at BMW I ever met, by the way, at BMW Corporate. Like, way, way back. Was Tom? Uh, he was genuinely, yeah, it was Tom. Like, nice. this is way before many existed uh, in the modern sense. Um, and he was incredibly genuine and, and kind to me. And I, you know, and, and you know, I remind him of that. And he's like, who are you? Uh, but no, I'm joking. He's, he's, a, he's, he, he, he's a good dude. He I, actually does remember that moment, I get which to, is shocking. I got to spend an afternoon with Tom and his clubman uh, from Maine Takes Estates, driving from Phoenix to... Yeah, so you know DB. He's, a, he's just a genuinely he's just, good He's just person. a genuinely nice guy. And I started asking him yeah. questions, and he was expecting me to ask, you know, typical, like, automotive journalist questions. And I'm going, no mm-hmm. way, dude. Those are lame questions. What's it like to work at MiniUSA? I was asking him, like, really cool questions. And he was, like, really, like, yeah. open. And he got, I mean, he got really excited excited about the conversation it was just he's just mm-hmm. awesome i love tom yeah and of well, course so we then, all love pat. pat well we love pat yeah on. and so and so the and, and so for folks who are listening who don't know because i mean, I mean pat, pat up like has me. been on the product side of mini usa for a, a, a while now yeah and so when you think about all the things we love about minis uh, in the past six seven years pat has been a steward of that and i will say also and this is the thing that he you know would never say, but he's also responsible for the things he has fought and his team has have fought for the things that they knew couldn't be taken away from these cars, right. couldn't be stripped away in the name of cost cutting. He has fought tooth and nail. These are guys who are enthusiasts who know us, know the people who love minis and have, have our best interests at heart. And I know it's, it's weird to say that. And for folks who are listening, who are struggling with trying to come to terms with the, $37,000 mini or whatever. Um, believe it or not, there are people at Mini USA who, who are, are so insanely driven by a value um, that, they, that they go to bat for people who want a $24,000 Cooper, you know, yeah. who's, you know, with a couple options. They go to bat for that. They create, you know, entire cost systems so somebody can get into a Cooper for $24,000 with like a couple options. Right. You would be shocked at how, how much these people care yeah. about um, the demographics that we all love and, and who we are. So it, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm really thrilled that these guys are in these positions. I know it's going to be a tough time as far as the marketplace and sales, but um, I do feel that they're well equipped to be successful. Well, and just so we, so people who are listening who haven't read and, and don't know these people, uh, Pat McKenna has now taken over basically communications and marketing um, for Mini USA, and Tom, who used to be in communications and marketing at Mini USA, went to uh, uh, Mini Global in Germany mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and he is coming back now to uh, replace Mark Orlando as uh, chief of sales for Mini USA. So between these two guys, they've got their their work cut out for them. Uh, <laughs> seeing as how sales are very difficult right now. 
um, the product is challenging to reach existing customers uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, a lot of those are the looks of the hardtop. But with the Clubman and the Countryman now, you know, fully, you know, established in the in the U.S., I think it's going to be an exciting, you know, next year. I, I don't predict huge sales numbers, but I think Mini's, you know, going to stay solid. Unlike a lot of people are like, oh, Mini's done in the U.S. I'm like, no, smart car still exists in the U.S. <laughs> exactly. Mini's going <laughs> yeah, exactly. to be around for a while. Fiat still exists in the U.S. Yeah. Mini, mm-hmm. And they're selling a hell of a lot fewer cars than oh, Mini does. They keep getting uglier, too, but that's a topic for another day. God, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So... I don't know. Let's see. We we really don't know what's going to happen with the uh, mid-cycle refresh coming up late this year. You know, whether the spy shots are real, they're not accurate enough. We don't know, but we should know, you know, soon. So uh, we just say best of luck, Pat and, and Tom. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I really hope that they, you know, they, they kind of unlock the situation right now because it's a let's not kid ourselves. Like this is a situation. Yeah. Um, what, what's very interesting is that you know because those are two guys that kind of uh, actually kind of worked on under Jim McDowell, right? Which was, as we all know, like very, very successful with the brand. And obviously, the circumstances between the early 2000s and now are very different, especially uh, in the car space in the US. Um, I, I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if if you know knowing Pat a little bit I don't know Tom that much uh, that they they actually came up with a plan to to say look like you know give us the chance to actually do this thing like we we think we can turn this around and and you know make the and, and bring the band, the bring the the brand path on the on a successful path in the US uh, I I really really hope like it turns out like well for them because. When you take a, when you when you claim for a leadership you know role in 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 those situations like you know you you're successful and you have to almost to be successful and if you're not like hard decisions are being taken and and I and this is really like two people that we don't want to see go in the as far as the the mini corporate side is concerned. Yeah, and another thing that's going to happen uh, <clears throat> um, in the next few months is that Mini's on the lookout for a new marketing agency, a new advertising agency. Oh, yeah. And so I expect a lot of things to be changing this year. Um, maybe not so much around the car itself, but a, around probably the way the car is marketed in the U.S. specifically. I'm, I'm still waiting for my phone to ring for that call, by the way. I'd be happy to, <laughs> to, do an, to take an RFP on that. As, as Yeah. yeah While you're afraid, yeah, we'll do it, take an as, RFP. As, uh, on, uh, As they're make, still looking for, uh, for a designer, company. it's been 296 days now, and by the end of this week, it will be 300 days since uh, Endless Warming left. So, oh, yeah. uh, if not named so a chief designer, it's been almost a still year. Still no chief designer. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. So, you know, maybe that's why the mid-cycle refresh is kind of stalled. <laughs> maybe. Well, yeah. Maybe. You know what? You know what? That's, that's all we really had for news. Um, before we lose Gabe, um, this is a question that I posed to Alex and Chad the last time we met. And uh, and it was a lot of fun. And I'd like to do this with uh, Brian and Tad when Todd and Gabe, while you guys are still here, really quick. Um, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I have $8,000 in my hand i'm going to give it to you and you have to use it to buy a car and the only rule is that you can only buy a mini cooper what okay. are you gonna what cooper? are you gonna buy no, no, a mini cooper you, it has to be a mini branded car you have eight thousand oh, dollars okay, you have eight grand and you can buy a mini go what are you gonna get todd i'm probably gonna find um a classic 
A classic. Uh, a classic. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a daily? For eight grand? For, no, no, no. I'm going to find it. Yeah. Doesn't have no, to be. but is this a daily? Let's, like, a, yeah, let's let's set up a, let's set up some rules. Let's make it a daily driver, a commuter car. You need a car driving back and forth to work. Todd, pretend you had a commute that was 10 miles long. Eight grand. I'm going to look for the best quality R53 nice. Cooper S, nice. like a probably a 2005. Okay. 2005, 2006. Yeah. It's probably going to be high miles. Probably. But well, well cared for. I'm I'm looking for an R53, a late model R53. Nice. I like it. For AK. Yeah, for AK. That's yeah. it's totally doable. So is it? But so it's not a daily, but it's like a car. Like it's like a, it's a it's an extra car. Um, uh, I wouldn't call it an extra car. I'm a daily. Say a daily. Yeah, we got to make this a daily. Like, you're how many, really, how many not, miles am I driving? Do, do I have to drive long distance? No, you, you're car? driving. You're using this to drive back and forth to work. Yeah, but ten miles each way. That's it. That's it. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick an R53. That's that's crazy. I know what Gabe's gonna. Uh, pick you know already. what? I already know what Gabe's gonna. No. Pick. I, well, listen. I can't. I can't find a roadster for that cost. I can't. No. For AK. No. Not not uh, one that you're gonna want to buy mean, anyway. I, I, I have. I mean, I'm locked and loaded on eBay right now on a pair of shoes, so I can't actually live at eBay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that might so, be our new show title. There. I'm gonna accidentally buy them, and I'm not sure if I want to. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, I would probably look at an R56. Interesting. And I, well, because I mean, think about it. Like, I I'm not gonna drive. I love R50s and R53s. Um, that to me is a weekend car now. You know, it's, okay. it's been 15 years. Okay. I actually, if I'm going to buy an eight thousand dollar car to to drive back and forth to work daily, yeah, I'd probably get um, an LCI if I could find one, like a 2010-11 Cooper manual R56 with some key options. Okay, just a couple key options. Yeah, I think I could probably find one for that car. Uh, totally doable. Totally um, doable. And and lower marks. I, I I think that to me, if I'm if it's a daily, yeah, um, if it's a daily car like that makes sense. I, you know, it's got I, it's got I, good efficiency to be fun, I manual. Knew, I knew Gabe like, would go Cooper. I knew. That's I'm really shocked. That you, I'm shocked you didn't go R50 though. I'm shocked. No, no, no. I love those cars. I just I know you do. I mean, I'm being realistic. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I. On a, for a daily, like yeah. I just wouldn't do that. Okay, all right, fair enough. And uh, Brian, what about if you? You would ask me if you would ask me six months ago. My my answer would have been different. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you ask me six months from now, it's going to be different. Um, Brian, you got eight grand. You have to buy a mini daily driver. You're driving back and forth to work in it um, as much as you want. Whatever else you want to do, go. What are you going to get? All right, so I have two actually. Two thoughts. Uh, a funny one, which would be I'd buy a club van. Just because I know <laughs> if you could find, find one for nothing near you know next to nothing, so uh, you know that would be hard. Um, you have to pay wait, the can you let me know where that is? Because I, I want to buy that. <laughs> Gabe, I think they still have one new at a dealer in Chicago. Probably yeah. no, it's not new. They have they have, it's their it's their chase vehicle, and they're not selling it. I've already asked Brian. Uh, let's yeah. talk offline. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But probably, probably more seriously, I'd probably look at an R56, uh, a manual Cooper, probably, uh, maybe uh, an 07, 08, probably. Ooh, first generation. I would talk you out of that so hard, you'd have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I know you would, but um, yeah, depend. It, it just depends on what you know. What's what, what you his find. Care was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so 
Interesting. But yeah, or the other option is to just buy, you know, a mini folding bike and then save the rest of the money and go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> Make some uh, comments. You and I you and I had essentially the same answer on this. Yeah. Essentially. Huh. Yeah, I mean I, I I I was trying to like get a, a newer model one, but I mean I'm not entirely sure I could do that. So we both said R fifty six manual Cooper. Yeah, that was interesting because yep. uh Chad and I and uh, Alex we all went uh, first gen, so I said I think we all went R fifty three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because having owned both all of these cars that everybody's talking about, yeah, all the all the generations, including a um, an LCI Cooper, uh, which I would, you know. which I want to drive before I actually fully trash the R fifty six Cooper anymore. I will have to say that's probably oh, such a great car. That's our, that's our third. It's such a great car. A third favorite mini favorite mini was the uh, the twenty eleven, and it was loaded with navigation and everything. Yeah, really fun. Comfortable car to drive, real peppy, rock solid. Never had a single issue with the thing. Yeah. No, you know, breakdowns, no maintenance issues, anything. Yeah, like I didn't that. have any of that. Mine was, just a, <laughs> mine was just a pile of crap. Yeah, and DB, that's what. I, it's just so amazing to think that the difference of three years. You know what that makes. It just, it's huge. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm really disappointed that my car wasn't an LCI car because uh, I probably would. I probably would have said, "Well, screw it, I'll suck it up and I'll keep it." Because I didn't. You know, I thought it was a. You know good car but i didn't think that one was a good car anyway those are interesting answers guys thank you very much for your answers i appreciate that you're welcome so what else do we got that's it that's all we got mm-hmm. 50 how about the fifty two thousand dollar countryman no i don't <laughs> want to talk about the fifty two thousand dollar company we just spent an hour talking about the forty seven thousand dollar club from the port because they have oh my god just whomever bought this go buy an m2 seriously i Fifty-two grand go buy a Range Rover for crying out loud, right? <laughs> oh wow, so crazy! Oh, by the way, DB, yes, I drove the uh, Range Rover Evoque uh, <laughs> convertible. <laughs> in, in the I asked, in I the asked Alex. I said, did you, "Did you immediately vomit when you saw that?" <laughs> this is this is embarrassing, but like when you're driving it off-road where no one can see you, that's okay. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. 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 Got it. But you actually drove the Evoque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, so so uh, during the uh, the media days at Waj uh, last week, yeah. uh, like the first day was road driving, yeah. and we were at the uh, Land Land Rover Center, which yeah. is off the Monterey Coast, right? Uh, of the coast of Monterey, sorry. Um, and they have like a track, and so I drove like a, a Jeep Rubicon, uh, a Grand Cherokee. And the convertible Evoque, and it was so it was it was funny it was funny, but like I don't know who buys that stuff, but that's anyways. Thank Alex, you making them. Alex, so. you drove a lot of cars uh, that weekend. What was your favorite that you drove? And you drove a whole bunch. But what was your favorite? Yeah, the favorite was uh, the um, Alfa Romeo uh, Giulia Quadrifoglio. Oh, you get to drive that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the number two was the Jag uh, Jag SVR, so the F-Type Coupe SVR with yes. uh, carbon brakes, carbon steering brakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the was, was it the V8 or the V6? V8, V8, oh, and it's it, it, and it's brutal. I mean, that was brutal. And the least favorite car was the. Uh, the GT, the Mustang GT 350. Really? Least favorite, least favorite because this car just wants to kill you. I mean, if you want to, <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for a video maker, this is the car that you got to buy because, and I understand why, in, in addition to being idiots, like I understand why people at Cars and Coffee keep crashing in those cars because yeah. like 
they they don't realize what they what they're driving. And isn't that isn't that upwards of like six hundred horsepower, or something like that? Yeah. The, yeah. I, I the 350. The, the, it's insane. It's like 525, 550. Yeah. But it's like like you can't keep it on the road. Like it's <laughs> it's really like you you barely you barely like touch the accelerator and and like if you're doing it, especially when you're taking a turn, like you you're gonna go off road like very easily. We even with all the nannies like on and stuff. And so <laughs> the, the most fun that Charlie and I had with this car was uh, doing the same thing that we did at uh, you know if you remember guys at me takes the states when we tested the uh, yes. The G- we stopped and we're scaring you know cyclists on the side of the road you know with the exhaust but that's it <laughs> driving it was kind of scary and also do that every day in my car now <laughs> hey and i before we actually finished up gabe i had one question for you are you still with us yes sir i saw a photo on your instagram of the jcw club in parked next to a ford focus rs Yes. Are we to expect some sort of um, possible Ford Focus RS type review? Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yes, right. absolutely. That's a car uh, I'm also very the, excited about. Do you, do you want the cliff notes? Give us the cliff notes really quick, and we're going to finish up. Uh, extraordinarily different cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are identical in size. Really? Wow. I mean, Seriously? It's shocking how close they are. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And there, there, there's, there's some, there's some interesting parts to it. Uh, Ford Focus RS, smallest gas tank, smallest range of any car I've ever driven in my life. Yeah. It's got like, <laughs> it's got like a thimble for a gas tank, right? If you, Ford does yeah, that. My one M has got like only 250 mile gas tank. This has got 220. Dude, I drove the, I drove the Ford Fusion. I swear to God, the thing had like a five gallon jerry can in the trunk. Yeah, Gabe, that's all I get out of my JCW was about uh, maybe 200 to 220 miles. <laughs> that's because you go everywhere like it's a drag race. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, that's actually, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, the, I will say the RS, though, like, uh, there's, like, certain, like, the JCW, they tuned it just right. So when you start it up, yeah. my, my club in, you know, it's like, like it, has it makes that cool sound. Sort of, like, way it starts up. Yeah. The focus just, just putters. Really, <laughs> but I will say that is the like that's the end of its pedestrian qualities. Like, it's, it's just a beast. It's the real that. deal. Yeah, it's the real deal. All right, yeah. I, we're, I'm looking forward to the review of that car. I really am. And if you want to do some audio with that, let, let us know. We'll uh, get that hosted for you. Yeah, totally. Awesome sauce. Wow, I think then um, we've been doing this now for quite a while tonight. I think we should be done. Did anybody else have anything else? I'm sure there's something we forgot, but hey, there's always next time. And you know what? Next time is probably going to be live in Vegas. Next time it will be wow. from Las Vegas again. As a quick reminder, Ambiv is coming up May 18th to the 21st. Todd and I for sure will be there. Uh, Todd will be uh, changing the appearance of my 2013 Roadster. He's going to be helping me get rid of all the chrome, and we're going to put some stripes on it. Uh, we talked a little about that during Black Roof Radio. You can get more information about that. Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. Uh, like a buck. Kick in a buck. You get access to Black Roof Radio. I put up something new every time. Uh, we didn't. What a wonderful world that that people can get access to Black Earth Radio because for yes. years, guys, it was only our little secret. And Just it, well, there is, is probably a good thing. You know what? There is still some that is our own little secret that I will never, ever share because yeah, Todd it's, it's, Todd it's has important. to keep them. You'll go to jail if you well, share that. And that Todd, Todd, Todd has Todd has audio files that he can't even put on a computer anymore. They're on a thumb drive. <laughs> They're, so hot. They're on a thumb yeah. drive like in a safe deposit box. And he so doesn't even keys. have the key. 
They're bouncing from satellite to satellite just to keep them secure. <laughs> just to keep them secure. Ooh, it's that stuff you guys never get. But uh, so, like for example, uh, you know, it's the pre-show banner and stuff that we talk about. Uh, last week, I shared an old episode of Hollywood Car Show that I used to do with Fireball Tim because we're thinking about bringing it back. Um, and plus, all kinds of other fun things. So go over there and sign up. Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. Um, anyway, we talked about that. Um, I'm going to be emceeing the pool party on Saturday night. Todd's going to be doing graphics. If you want to get in on Todd doing some graphics. And if you have use the contact form over at motoringstripes.com. Don't forget to our uh, the blue mohawked one, Mr. Mike Marzo, is going to be there and he's going to be coding cars. We talked <laughs> about that at the beginning of the show. If you want some of that goodness done to your car, click over to the vendor page at anviv.com and there's a, a logo at the very bottom for Mr. Marzo. Click that, it's going to open up, a, you're going to fire off an email to him and you can just ask him what he can do and how much he charges and he'll just and he'll just add you to the slot. Um, it's really cheap i want to say he charges like 60 bucks to do this if that and he'll just knock it out and make your car do all the things that you thought it should have done from the get-go like one touch up windows just saying uh, get that taken care of and hope everybody had a great time at the dragon we missed the dragon chad was there hope you guys all got him nice and drunk and um enjoyed his cake <clears throat> Quite a cake, by the way. Quite the cake that Mr. Uh, Mr. Chad got. Um, I'll have to share that with you guys in the Slack game. I don't think you saw it. Uh, anyway, and I hope you all said hi to Aaron from OutMotoring.com because I know he had a set up there. And I hope you guys had a great time. And I have, we're recording this before the weekend's out. And so far, I haven't knocking on all the wooden things. I haven't seen anybody end up upside down. And I honestly hope you guys were able to keep it that way. Anyway, uh, I do believe now we're finished. Last check. Going once, yep. going twice. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for saying subscribe. Thanks again for leaving a nice notes for us on the iTunes page as well. We really appreciate that. It's super duper awesome. One other thing that we appreciate is we like it when you guys visit our vendors and our sponsors. Uh, the sponsor, our newest sponsor that we had last week, HID Extra, you guys were so kick-ass to them. They're going ahead and they're extending the mini code for you guys at 15% discount. They're going to extend that out to September. I'm going to leave the link up on whitegroofradio.com uh, for another couple of weeks. I want you guys, if you want to upgrade the lights because you did not get xenons on your car and you want to get better lights for any car that you have in your driveway i want you to click over to hidextra.com and uh, use that coupon code mini 15 going to save you 15 percent on anything that you order and they have some really good stuff and they've been doing it for since 2008 these guys know what's up go check them out and also want you to check out our friends over at craven speed cravenspeed.com uh you know they've got all the cool stuff that you want for your mini you have an f56 you want an intake Craven Speed's got you covered. You're still rocking an R53 and it's bone stock, but you want a little bit more go? Craven Speed's got the pulley, and that's like the best mod you can do on that car. Honestly, you should have done that already if you haven't. Uh, and Craven Speed's got the pulley you're going to use. You've got an R50, R53, R56, and you want to be able to check the oil without breaking the stick, and you want to be able to read it? Craven Speed got you covered. The best dipstick you can get. Not only that, you're in California, and you are not supposed to even have your phone in your hand while you drive. Cravenspeed.com has the best foam out for your Mini as well. Go over there. Check all that out uh, over at Cravenspeed, Cravenspeed.com. And don't forget, if you place an order, there's a comment form there. We like it when you can you know, toss a little thank you in there for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. Of course, so do they. They, of course, are friends over at Cravenspeed.com. But that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, thanks again. Uh, you know what to do. This is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound. And then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, this is DB. I'm done. I'm done, and DB just finished the service.
Cheers. A bientôt. Bye bye, everybody. What was that? Uh, what, what did I do? What? He like threw me off. Yeah, what the hell was that? What? I heard I heard your watch. You finished. You like you. That you, was my watch. That was Brian. Oh, it was Brian. Brian.